Mafia. That's Kayla. And that's Sarah. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Today is January 1st. I mean, the day that we're putting this out. It's not January 1st today, but... It will it, be. If you're listening right now, it's January 1st. So, Happy New Year. Happy 2019. If you're listening, hey, it means this, you survived yeah. the holidays and infertility. So, good for you. Yeah, maybe night two, 2019 will be your year. It will be. Your be. year. <laughs> It'll be a good year. 2018 sucked. 2019 yeah. is where it's at. So, that, yeah. I mean, how yeah. was your 2018? Uh, my 2018, uh, I mean, it was pretty good. You know, one of the best things that I did in 2018, Sarah, was start a podcast with you. Same here. <laughs> Which, I mean, um, there's other things too, but... Yeah, there were a lot of great things that happened in 2018 for me, but that's certainly one of them. And I think that's part of... I don't know. Our episode today is pretty loosey-goosey. We're just kind of winging it. Yeah, we're coming back from a break. So we're coming back from a we're... break. We're a little rusty. Um, <laughs> so we have a couple of objectives. And one of them on the topic of our podcast is to clue you guys into, I don't know, a couple things. Like, first of all, we know we have a lot of new people in the fold, right? And right. so we just want to give a quick recap of our own, like, quick bullet points. Okay, you go first. Own personal stories. Want me to go first? <laughs> okay. I will. I'll go first. And then we want to talk about just like how we met, how why we do the podcast. And then we have some listener emails. So I actually have an action packed episode here for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sarah says. <laughs> I don't know alive. what else to say. Hey. I I drank before this, so <laughs> I don't think I drank enough, though. Well, come on. It's New Year's. Bottoms up. Go oh, pour yeah. yourself Everyone's another glass. Everyone's all hungover. I bet people are hungover today. Or, they're, or they can't drink because they're like, I can't drink because we're TTC. Just another or they day. don't drink because they're smart and they're taking good care of their health. Yeah. You know what I drank? I made like an espresso martini. Oh, that sounds good. It was good. It was really good. I like that you mix the vodka and the coffee. That sort of balances out. Yeah, I might be regretting that later <laughs> when I'm trying to go to sleep. Well, speaking of, what's the best thing that happened to you in 2018? I mean, I think I know, but... I guess I should put a trigger warning <laughs> before this. Okay. Okay, so... Trigger Janu warning. January 2018... Or when you do a trigger warning, are you supposed to say what the trigger is? I don't know. Because so many different people are triggered by so many different things. Oh, no. I guess. Okay. Trigger, trigger warning, warning. Baby pregnancy. talk coming. <laughs> okay. So in January 2018, we did a frozen embryo transfer. And the transfer took. And then I was pregnant pretty much. Most of eight, pretty much all of it, 2018 until October. And I had our baby girl, Genevieve. Yay. 
Yay, and she's two months now. So that is obviously amazing and yes. the best part of your 2018. Yes. I think it, I, when I look back on it, it's so funny that it was like in your first trimester of pregnancy, we're like, hey, let's start a podcast. Yeah, I was pretty much, I was pregnant pretty much the whole time. You really were. Like it yeah. started out being fine to do and then I couldn't sit for the, the right. time it took to record it. There were some uh, some interesting uh contortions that you got yourself in for our recording sessions yeah oh memories good yeah. times sarah um okay so let's do a quick recap oh okay so the reason we're doing this is because it seems like a lot of new people don't go back and listen to our first right. episode which is really the only time we actually talked about, like, soup to nuts, our own per personal stories. I mean, we obviously insert them all the time when they apply to something we're talking to. Did you but, just say soup to nuts? Yeah. What's that mean? I don't know. Is that not a phrase? I've never heard, <laughs> I've never heard that before. Uh, soup to bread, nuts to bolts? <laughs> I don't know. Soup to nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was a thing. I One of us is know. wrong. <laughs> I, it might be. I've just never heard it before. It yeah, is now. I, it is now. Soup to nuts is absolutely a thing. So anyway, for all the people that are too lazy to go back and listen to the first episode, just kidding. Just kidding. That would be me. I'd be one of those people. <laughs> we thought we'd give you a quick recap. So, I mean, I'm going to do this real quick. Like, started well, just do it. Yeah, just, we'll do, just it. do it. Started TTCing right after we got married. A year later, nothing happening. Go to an RE right away. I skipped the OB step. I was like, screw that. I'm going straight to an RE. Uh, yeah, nothing found on my side at the time except for MTHFR, which we treated right away. My husband um, had male factor infertility, um, and so we thought that that was our main diagnosis there. And so um, we did two IUIs that were both unsuccessful, good times, and then we headed into IVF, and um, we got six embryos out of our IVF, six um, blastocysts, and transferred two. One of them worked, and I was pregnant until I miscarried around nine weeks. And she's, that's when my RE sent me to a reproductive immunologist because she was like, I don't know what happened. This was a perfect embryo, and everything looked perfect, and I don't know why this happened. And so she sent me to an RI to do some fact-finding, and that's sort of when my world just completely got rocked by the world of reproductive immunology, which so many people have been talking about lately in the Facebook group. So um, it's one of those topics, like definitely got to do a, a episode on it in the future. But anyway, so I discovered that I had all this crazy inflammation and started being treated for that and did two more 
um, transfers. The second one, actually, I was not, I was still skeptical on the treatment, (laughs) but the third time around, I went full in with the immunology treatment, which, um, was intravenous therapy and prednisone and blood thinners and a bunch of other stuff I won't get into right now. But that then gave us our beautiful twin daughters who are now two and a half. That's my story. It's pretty quick, right? Yeah, yeah, that was very quick because I'm okay. sure there's. I mean, you know, more. There's more information. There, well, sure, but... but just trying to give the bullet points for now. Okay, I guess I'll go. I'm Sarah. Go if you don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or if you get us mixed up, which some people do. I'm the short one. <laughs> they don't know that this is podcasting. <laughs> I know that's that's why it's funny. How tall are you, Sarah? Five one. And I'm five ten. <laughs> yeah. So if we were walking down the street together, we would look like quite the pair. <laughs> okay, so my husband What's that and I What's giant doing with that <laughs> tiny with that person? Child. <laughs> okay, or, sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's okay. Oh, okay. So my husband and I started TTCing. A year after we got married, and I was 24 at the time, and my body was, well, I mean, like, my periods were messed up, pretty much. Like, never came at a certain time. And then, um, I went to the doctor because of, like, a month of having a period after not having it for quite a long time. And so... She did, Your body was so rebellious. It was. It was. She did an ultrasound, and I don't think she even did any blood work. I don't remember. I don't think she did any blood work. She's like, you're going to have an ultrasound. And I was like, okay, cool. And she also said, your husband's going to get a semen analysis. And I was like, okay. That's whatever. So his semen analysis was fine, but my ultrasound, they're like, oh, you might have a blocked tube. And so they scheduled a laparoscopy, and it turns out both my fallopian tubes were blocked and had fluid in them, so they were both removed. And as you know, you can't get pregnant without fallopian tubes. Spontaneously. You can't? (laughs) Well, you can what? <laughs> but you have to do IVF. You have so, to. Yes, you, you have to. And so uh, I did IVF and it didn't work. Uh, we didn't get any blastocysts. We transferred two morulas. Like the two we transferred did not look good. So that did not work. And then I ended up switching to a new clinic because The old clinic did not seem to know what was going on at all. And so my new clinic, I got diagnosed with PCOS, which would explain the other stuff, like not having a period and then having a month-long one and all the cysts on my ovaries. But um, then we did IVF again with a different protocol, and we did a fresh transfer, got pregnant, and I got pregnant with my son, Bjorn, who is almost three, and then we did the frozen embryo transfer in, uh, in January of 2018. And I just had 
my daughter Genevieve, and we don't have any more embryos left. Right. They were our, they were our only two that like were good looking. So, <laughs> and that's, that's it. Where, that's where we're at now. So, if anyone has any questions, now that you've gotten the bullet points, that's why we're. I mean, ask away. Because I mean. That's what, one thing I love about this community that's like there's just a never ending everyone's story is so unique and special and different and uh that's what makes it interesting. That's like part of why we're still plugged into the community, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean And the, yeah. When people have, tell their stories, I want to know the details, like numbers. Yeah. <laughs> we have that one unifying goal obviously that we would like to have children and for some reason we can't so that's this big unifier but then there's all these you know different avenues What's your infertility of, yeah hey what what brings you here you, you oh. come here often you know at the re clinic yeah. like, sit mm-hmm. the the girl sitting next to you speak oh, you come yeah, here I often mean, no one talks in waiting rooms. No. I want to know, though. I want to be like, so what are you in for? <laughs> or like Super when you go to icy. prison. <laughs> right. What'd you do? How Speak- much time have you done? Yeah. I've been here Speaky. for two years. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Sad but true. Yeah. Speaking of REs, uh, I saw that my... Uh, reproductive and chronologist is now on Instagram. Hey, oh, and he's like, he started a YouTube channel. I'd <gasps> like to get it. Yeah. I'd like to get him on the podcast. Yeah. But I'm afraid to say anything. Oh my gosh, Sarah, come on, grow a pair of balls and just ask. Could someone talk to him and request that he like contact us? <laughs> <laughs> I'll contact him. I'm then afraid. it's not like it's coming from you. And hey, time out. What I just said does like it. I I can't be a good feminist and say that. Like, what'd you say? Because I said grow a pair of balls, and you don't need balls to be bold. I have ovaries. You have ovaries, so. <laughs> but I am too scared. <laughs> but I, I'll ask maybe. I mean, I'll ask, but it might mean more coming from a former patient. True. I'm not afraid to ask. And he actually, like, he recognized me not in the setting of his office. Mm-hmm. So. Let's just go. Let's go follow him. Let's plant a seed. I would love to have an Ari on this podcast. Yeah, Wouldn't you? Yeah, be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he'd be good. I trust him. Awesome. He knocked me up it. twice. <laughs> Peter does not like when I say that. <laughs> it's so funny, though. And you know how he's on YouTube? How? I mean, he's on YouTube. Oh. that's. I'm just saying, I'm trying to he segue. He presses record and then he uploads. Yeah. I'm sure someone does it for him. <laughs> I was trying to segue into how we met. Oh, yes. Yes. Which was Please on YouTube. Tell. Mm-hmm. We both had uh, infertility-themed YouTube channels. I mean, Back they're the they're still day. up there. Yeah, they are still there. See them. Um, right. You're Sarah Loves Peter. I'm Hardships of Hope. And we never upload videos anymore. 
I I want to, but I feel like it now would be weird because it's been too long. I very, very occasionally do. Um, but yeah, that's how we met. And that was in what, 2014? 14? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. 2014. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how we met. And for those of you who don't know, we live in complete different places in the country. We've never met in real life. We're only two-dimensional internet friends. Yeah. <laughs> so we record this podcast remotely every week together. And as we've said many times, like we just think it's a cool that we the way that we met and how we've been friends ever since and that we now have this podcast together that you know our goal has always ultimately been to kind of connect this community together and put a positive spin on infertility and really just to like give you guys support and solidarity that's obviously that's always what we're about because as we've said many times we are not doctors (laughs) no and we probably get information wrong Oh, we often get information wrong, and you guys are super great about um, correcting us when we get things wrong, and we try our best to um, correct our mistakes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we know you don't come here for any kind of, like, real clinical information. There's other podcasts for that. There's other podcasts for that. And sometimes you just need a friend that gets it. And that's what we're trying to be for you. So in that spirit, we wanted to um, read some listener emails because I've had so many people have said this to us, Sarah, that like we have the podcast, you and I talk, obviously. But one thing that I think we really like to do is give voice to other women through the podcast and A lot of times that happens either like when you guys send us emails and messages and we can read them on the podcast because then you hear from even more perspectives than just the two of us. So we love hearing from you. And we've had some emails that we wanted to share that have just kind of been, um, you know, like we've just kind of cued them like we wanted to share them. So we're like, let's just turn it into a podcast. So today we're going to share listener emails with you guys and they're all kind of like have some kind of theme around the holidays so you know yeah (laughs) so yeah do you want to start or Um, do you want me to start I'll read the second email (laughs) okay okay so this okay yeah so this first one is from Anna right Anna yeah okay We heard from Anna back when we did our giveaway in the fall because we gave her a shout out because she told us that her, she has a three hour long commute to her fertility doctor in the snow. And this, that was in September. And we were like, Anna, what is up? (laughs) Where are you that you have snow? Are you in Russia? (laughs) So, yeah, so she wrote us back. And she said, hey, ladies, I just heard my shout out. Um, I'm on the way to work in the snow. We got so much snow again last night. (laughs) This was in this follow up email was in like early October. So she's in Alberta, Canada. 
So, and she travels to Calgary for treatment. So that's why she has this three hour long commute to her doctor. So anyway, she says, I'm gearing up for another round of IVF after my failed injectable medicated IUI. I'll be starting in November if all goes well, but this time I'll stay in Calgary for a week or more as it will be total winter and the drive is just too crazy. You know, listen, that sucks when the snow delays your fertility treatments. I don't like snow. I mean, we did a whole episode on things that can delay you. I don't think we put snow on the list, but no, <laughs> I guess some didn't. people can add that to their list. <sighs> so anyway, you don't like snow, Sarah? No. I don't I like, like driving it. in snow. No. I like snow only on my terms when it's there's a huge crisp field of it that's been untouched and I can build a big beautiful snowman and it's not windy and it's you know like a typical like the the perfect snow day like you have like you dream about when you're a kid I don't like it as an adult when I have to walk or drive around in it then it sucks yeah (laughs) so anyway so she says wouldn't that be an amazing Christmas gift to get frozen embryos Yes, it would. She said, I'm looking forward to your OHSS show in the future. For anyone who's not familiar, that's ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome. She said, I had severe OHSS that landed me in the hospital for a week. The only thing that didn't happen to me on that big list of symptoms was death. Oh my gosh. It was close. Really scary. Oh my gosh. I gained 45 pounds in two days. That. That's crazy. Where does it come from? Is insane. It's coming from your Drink, ovaries. Drinking water? No, it's it's your, um, your ovaries are producing fluid. And you just, you're but just, you just keep retaining it. Somewhere. It's, uh, it's right. whatever the fluid that, that's like, that it creates for your follicles. And then you just retain everything. Anyway, okay. I had to be <laughs> We're drained. We're getting off track. I know. <laughs> and, and we don't really know, so. <laughs> I had to be drained a couple times, which is disgusting, but made for a great photo. I'll never look at a pink smoothie the same way. Ew. <laughs> My body was full of blood clots, multiple pulmonary embolisms. This is super scary. That's like so We're scary. laughing, but it's very serious. Um, but I recovered. I'm gearing up for IVF with my new different clinic in two weeks. Wishing for the frozen embryos. It would make a really nice Christmas gifts. Thanks for the love. You two and your guests are awesome, Anna. So I just wanted to read that because I appreciated that she followed up and gave us an update. But also as a PSA just for OHSS because it's really scary. And... To pay attention to any, for anyone doing IVF, just pay attention to your symptoms after an egg retrieval because while severe OHSS is rare, it still happens. It's still a thing. So, and if you don't know what that is, just Google it. It's bad. (laughs) You don't want it to happen. You don't want it. I had a mild version of it. I had mild OHSS and I was miserable, but... 
you know, mild OHS, mild to moderate is, is manageable. If you have it severe, like she was saying, it can be really serious and land you in the hospital and can like have very serious, you know, complications. So pay attention to your symptoms after an egg retrieval. If you're gaining weight really quickly, shortness of breath, um, like she said, 45 pounds in two days. That's insane. So we're talking extreme symptoms. But anyway, I just thought I would read that. And Anna, I hope you're doing better. This was a while ago now, so I'd love to hear another update from you. And I hope that our drought, like, over the Christmas season, I hope you found another really good podcast to listen to. But come back to us. But come back. Come back. Because we're back. So come back. <laughs> anyway, so... We have someone else, Lauren. She says, hey, ladies, hope you all are enjoying your break off so far. I listen to every episode and I am a member of the Facebook group. Y'all know just what to say when infertility got a girl down. Hey, thanks for Sarah, being awesome. Where do you think Lauren's from? <laughs> the South? <laughs> she In the first two sentences, she's dropped two y'alls. Y'all. She's from Texas. I was going to say Texas, but I, I was going to be more general. Yep. Yeah, she says, thanks for being awesome and shedding light on this taboo topic. Okay, so this is her bullet point list. Um, she gets off Nuvarine after three years of marriage and then hopes she's not pregnant for their anniversary trip a month later. And then she said, ha ha, because she, knows, <laughs> she knew then what she knows now. <laughs> yeah can i time out for a second yeah i know you just started so have i ever told you because i used the nuva ring before we started trying and i was always paranoid that it would get like lost up there up there oh. you, you can't lose things up there i know it's just, you don't know i was so naive it was like it's just a little ring and I was like what if it if it gets like sucked up into my uterus hello there's this thing called a cervix Kayla it's not going anywhere but I didn't know those rings are pretty big no I mean they're like like a you know like no one can they're see not what I'm doing but they're not gonna are you trying to do that game a-okay <laughs> well you know the game, game right that no. boys play you don't know this oh, game no is this like how big their penis is or something no it's like they oh. make the sign and then they kick each other what or yeah i don't i'm not exactly sure this is to me this is the it's a-okay sign yeah it's like that but turned over like this and then they put it like on their balls and or something what? And they're like god boys are so stupid they really are. <laughs> what kind of a game is that? Hey, let me make a sign and then you kick me in my balls. What kind of a game is that? No, or no, no, no. The one who does the sign kicks the other person in the balls or the butt. I'm not sure. Men are just freaking idiots. Um, no, I just thought that the nuvering made me think of think of how I used to think it would get lost and. How when you first start trying, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to get pregnant this month because when you're kind of like lazily trying, like I remember uh -huh. Bill and I were like, 
gonna we had a trip scheduled to Vegas and I was like well if I get pregnant I won't be able to drink while I'm in Vegas and then you know of course a year later still trying yeah been there done that Lauren (laughs) anyway yeah I'll try not to interrupt you keep going anyway so she starts exercising loses 30 pounds Hurricane Harvey hits as they're moving from East Texas to West Texas. She moves in with her parents and extended family. Husband moves to Midland. Yep. I don't know how far these things are from each other. Listen, okay. I told you I wouldn't interrupt, but here I go. So, (laughs) as the Texas representative on the podcast, she was living in Beaumont, Texas, which is about as far east as you can go. And they were moving... To Midland, Texas, which is not quite as far west as you can go, but it's really far. It's like a 10-hour drive between the two. Yeah. So it's like 10 hours. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. People are always like, wait, you can drive for 10 hours and still be in Texas. Like, you can drive for 20 and still be in Texas. Anyway, go ahead. Wow. Wow. Okay, so fast forward several months, no periods. So after consulting Dr. Google, she thinks it's because she is stressed and losing weight. And then finally, after six months and no period, she sees an OBGYN. And so begins the many months of Clomid and then Fermera with minimal follic growth and usually still no ovulation or periods. So something's not right. Right. Uh, They just... Yeah, they decide to order a semen analysis for her husband. He is thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) They decide to take the sample at home so she can help retrieve it and take out some of the awkwardness of the dreaded porn room. And then she she drove it to their clinic between her legs and bring it inside in her waistband. And then she said, nope, no awkwardness here. All of his results come back great. Literally, Doc looks at, and this is from first person point of view, literally Doc looks at me and says, so it's definitely you. Cool. I have an HSG (laughs) test after three months in June. Wow, did that hurt? Cue vagnal episode. So that's where you like almost pass out and throw up. Yeah. It's because your blood pressure drops, I think. Which she said, she said needles also used would give her the same reaction. Like Which she is would pretty severe, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, almost passing out on the table, more embarrassment. Three thousand dollars <laughs> out of pocket, but tubes are open. Three more months of Fermera later, still nothing. Fermera. 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 <laughs> So it's time to see a reproductive endocrinologist. So she made an appointment with an RE who visits Midland from Fort Worth, which Midland is where she's living at this point, right? Right. So, yeah. So, and have you ever heard about, like, I know it happens, but in smaller towns. So Midland, Texas is a small West Texas town. And I know this because I have lots of family that lives there. Okay. So, Lauren, I'm like, I bet you know some of my family. In fact, I'm pretty sure you probably do. So, if you're in a small town, like, sometimes the OB offices will just have doctors that pop in. Like, they'll come visit once a month. Like, fertility doctors. 
that's how my orthodontist is. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He's okay. a very tall German man. <laughs> I can't understand what he's saying. He's like, I will put the... <laughs> no, he's like, blah, 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 ask me a question. And I'm like, uh-huh. Oh, Sure. That's the sure. classic thing with dentists and orthodontists where they like sit down and they have all this crap in your mouth and then they're like, how's your day? <laughs> Fine. I don't know what you just said. Like, Do you read minds? Because I can't talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. anyway. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. So her doctor just pops in and uh, in the quick 10 minute sit down consultation with us, he decides we should try IUI and believes I have PCOS. Just without a lot of the usual symptoms. We go into a tech room and he sticks Wanda up there and literally in 15 seconds says, yep, PCOS, look at those follicles. And pulls (laughs) an info pamphlet out of his jacket and hands it to Zach. That's her husband. That's her husband. Why had the other two doctors let me go on believing I had Hypo and Maria... Hypomenorrhea. Which is me, it's just like no periods. No periods. And then, and had done this to myself. Well, as, I, no periods because of stress or a, or a huge amount of weight loss. Like, yeah. It's induced by something like starvation. External. Yeah. 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 So, anyway. Um,. As Dr. K strolled out of the room, he casually said with no prompting, there's nothing you did to make your period disappear, and I'd rather you have a shit ton of eggs than zero. We can work on this. (laughs) Or we can work with this. Well, okay, now I have a diagnosis at least, so begins the IUI journey. So, I wonder if she was thinking like a lot of our listeners have said that they wasted time with an OB. Uh, probably. Her OB didn't help her at all. They just gave her Clomid and Femarin. Nothing ever worked. Do you, do you want me to summarize this? Yeah, that would be great. I mean, it's really funny and I laughed, but it's, it's long. It's like an actual book. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I love your idea of putting, putting people's personal stories on uh, like a blog post on our upcoming website, yeah, which will be up like TBD. This one is worth a read, though, because it's funny, but maybe us reading it isn't doing it justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, she gets this new RE, but he's in Fort Worth, and she's in Midland, and that's like a f- four-hour drive. So she ends up doing a an IUI with this new doctor and uh they get pregnant and unfortunately she ends up miscarrying and it's one of these like awful miscarriages where she had a positive beta so she got excited and then um told her husband and took a pregnancy test and everything was good and then they called back and said the doubling isn't great and then so she got sad again and then took another test a few days later and it's still rising and it was one of these like just kind of terrible just awful i mean miscarriage at any point is awful but it was especially hard because it was one of these kind of like up and down beta situations and yeah. so um 
so she told us all about that story and and yeah like sarah said there's some real funny moments real funny moments but um but ultimately um she told us that now like she's um time it's time for them to move forward and her re has like a plan for them to, you know to to move forward and so she says um now we have to prepare to move on he said as soon as i was ready we could start over I was ready, more ready than ever. I experienced pregnancy. I knew it was possible, and I want it back. And that leads us to now. And she says, I want to know by Christmas that we're pregnant again. So I'm hoping we get an update from Lauren because Christmas is coming on. So I think they were going to do another IUI. Um, she says, the waiting and disappointment is truly the hardest season of life I have ever been through. It's hard not to feel alone. I joined a Bible study group centered around infertility called Waiting in Hope. Check out the Facebook if anyone has interest. I now have so many infertile friends, and that sucks, but I also don't know what I would do without them. I hate that we have this shared pain, but I love that we have each other. This infertile mafia community is another place to turn and vent and read and laugh over the hardships of infertility. So once again, I thank y'all. I think that's probably like the 12th y'all she's dropped in this email. Maybe if people are more informed, they might be more sensitive. Like I said, a very long story ago, my quote journey, yuck, I think she means the word journey, (laughs) isn't special. It's common and it's real. And I want to talk about it. Your loyal listener and mafia underboss, Lauren. Maybe we should just have her write a series, you know. There you go. For the blog. Yeah. She's funny. She is. She's great. And I I hope she's pregnant now. Yeah, Lauren, give us an update. This next one's kind of long, too. But I will summarize it, it too. Okay, you start it off. Do you remember Dana? I was going to, yeah, Dana. I was going to say Deanna, but that doesn't make any sense. That's what you said in the last podcast. In the last episode. And I was like, I got it right this time. <laughs> but it's Dana. I think so. It's like Michael. If you saw the way this was spelled, that would make more sense. <laughs> but anyway. Okay. So her family never talked to her about infertility because they weren't interested or bored. Her sister announced she was pregnant again at Thanksgiving. She was going Dana, to. Oh, she yeah. was going to. She knew. Yeah. Her sister, like called her and was like, hey, I'm pregnant again. I'm going to tell everyone at Thanksgiving. Mm. And then she was like, crap. And she decided not to go because, and she told her sister why. So anyway, you can go ahead and read it. Okay. Okay. So she says, hi, ladies. I'm just now getting around to catching up on podcast. I kind of retreated for a little while. Kudos on getting my name right. Kayla. (laughs) Uh, Not many people get it on the first try. I also wanted to say to Kayla, your laugh sounds exactly like my best friend's laugh, and she's also from Chicago originally. Maybe I am her best friend. What? Maybe Maybe. Kayla's not your real name. Maybe. Right? Right? Right. Uh, She, too, is in the mafia. (gasps) Is it you? What? (laughs) and has been through IVF for her PCOS. Uh, Not you. She went through adoption, and she and her husband got to take the infant home for 12 days before the mother's lawyer called them and announced she had changed her mind. 
worst That's day ever. Horrible. Horrible. Uh, he still has the name my friend and her husband gave him. That's mm. bad. So this email is a follow-up to what she wrote to us about. And the we talked about her in the All I Want for Christmas is to get knocked up. And that's yes. when yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Um she she just says, I cannot make this shit up, basically. <laughs> Uh, after congratulating my sister on her pregnancy, I took a day to consider things and decided that I did not want to attend Thanksgiving where I knew an announcement was going to be made for two reasons. One, I just didn't want it rubbed in my face. I had a chemical pregnancy in September and though I tried to see it as a good thing, we know the first steps are being accomplished at least. It was still a grieving process. The second reason was that I didn't want anyone immediately looking at me to gauge my reaction before doing their own thing or reacting, then stopping to apologize for me. I relayed all of this to my sister. I thought it was very reasonable. I even had the plan to tell my family that I just couldn't make it due to dental work I had done on Friday. Uh, it was just a feeling, but they didn't need to know that. She told me that was ridiculous and that she would just tell them some other time. Her shortness and tone made it very off obvious that she was upset with me. I had congrats congratulated her. I was incredibly positive and made it clear that it was my decision for my own well-being. No, no, that's fine. I'm not telling them now, so you might as well come. She genu <laughs> she genuinely thought one week was sufficient time for me to prepare for all of this. She got mad at me. I ended up apologizing to her. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turns out she told them Wednesday and no one said anything to me about it. That bitch. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I saw my dad Thursday, talked to my mom Thursday and Friday, and no one let me know that they knew. This whole time, I'm thinking it's still a secret, so I have no one to talk to about it, and they all freaking knew. I tried to explain what she did with her first pregnancy was perfect. She told the family first, then told me later face-to-face. -face. That way, she still got to do this big hoopla, the cutesy announcement or whatever. My sister is very Monica from Friends. I'm more Miranda from Sex and the City. I don't do cutesy. I want to take a minute to pause here because I pause. read this and I was like, I'm a Miranda too. <laughs> like, I don't feel great about it because I'd rather be more of a Charlotte or Carrie. Why don't you feel great about it? Because no one wants to be Miranda. That's not true. Oh. Dana, Dana wants to be Miranda. She's happy with Miranda. No, What's she knows Miranda? she knows she's a Miranda because <laughs> she's a Miranda. Listen, I I appreciate both of you saying I'm Miranda because most women are like I'm Carrie. They because they all want to be Carrie. I feel like mm -hmm. you're more like Carrie. Me? Or Samantha. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say Not I'm anymore. probably more like Samantha. Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, what golden girl are you? Oh, I don't know the golden girls as well. Thank you for being a friend. Is that the theme song? 
do 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 yeah it is okay i mean i've You're seen it probably, I just, probably what's your name the southern sounding one your the, what the the southern sounding one what's her name blanche blanche yeah i'm probably blanche yeah <laughs> right yeah and i'm probably dorothy dorothy or or the really Which, old one the real dorothy. snarky one no, dorothy real, is pretty snarky no, the snarkiest Sof- one. The oldest Sophia's, one. Sophia is the old one. That's Dorothy's mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who you are. Because she's also short. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Dorothy's really tall. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, we Let digress. us know in the comment section for this Facebook post for this episode which Sex and the City character you are and then which Golden Girl character you are. Yes. Yeah, you because can't I all know. be Carrie, okay? <laughs> some of you could be Carrie, but... Some of you can. <laughs> maybe some of you are Charlotte. No, that's so cute. I, I love that, though. She's like, I'm more Miranda. <laughs> I don't do cutesy. Same I like it. here. I like it. Anyway, sorry. I'll anyway. get back to your story. Okay, so she's telling her sister all this. Yeah, she told Saying, her sister like, all what this. you did the first time was perfect. And then yes. her sister stopped texting her. And then they didn't speak at Thanksgiving other than, do you want mashed potatoes? Yeah, thanks, bye, love you. At least they said, <laughs> bye, I love you. That's <laughs> kind of nice. Um, we haven't spoken since. My family hasn't spoken to me either. What assholes. It just sounds very tense. I wish it stopped there, but it doesn't. A few days after that, my sister posts her official announcement on Facebook. The due date no, is July No, that was her 4th. saying that, not Sarah. What? Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just reading this now. So her sister's due date is on Independence Day. My favorite holiday. Is it? Yeah, we've yeah. talked about this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and balls and stuff. <laughs> a few days after that my sister posts her official announcement on facebook um that would have been my due date had i conceived in october <laughs> kayla's dying right now she took a drink of wine as i was reading that <laughs> no as you were saying oh as i was <laughs> saying you liked hot dogs i want a hot dog real bad <laughs> <laughs> Darn it, what's the quote? No, you say it so much better than me. He looks like... <laughs> he looks like the 4th of July. <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> this, this is legally blind, everyone. <laughs> I want a hot dog, hot dog real bad. <laughs> That's what she sounds like. <laughs> it's just, you have to talk with your teeth. With, like, with the, you can't open your teeth. I want a hot dog, <laughs> hot dog real, real bad. bad. <laughs> Okay, so her due date would have been the same day as her sister's due date had she conceived in October. Uh, That was the due date that is also my best friend's birthday, who has PCOS, who doesn't know yet, but whose middle name I want to give to my child if and when I get pregnant with a girl and who I want to be a godmother. That's so sweet. (laughs) I feel like my joy had been ripped away and given to my sister because I wasn't worthy enough. 
That oh, is, that's, that's not, not true. true. No. Totally not true. But wait, there's more. I just spit. <laughs> ah, just spit on myself. Got too excited. My cousin, who also happens to be my sister's best friend. These girls sound like bitches. Mm. Just want to say it right now. Announced her pregnancy a few days after that. At this point, I would exit the show, give it one star on freaking Netflix, and then talk shit about it on Twitter. <laughs> I feel like we're the same person. Uh-huh. Anyway. But unfortunately, this isn't some crappy Netflix original. It's my life. See, I she, see. this is also very well written and also like a book. So. It is. Uh, and... She must be a writer. Dana, she said she was a writer. She said she was a writer. She must be right. And we're all, we're again, not doing it justice because it's very well written and it's very funny. This would also, this would be like perfect for a blog section. Yeah. You guys need to read these. Yeah. So we're working on it. Us reading (laughs) them just is not that great. (laughs) I still consider myself lucky though. This is just a relatively mild bump in the road compared to what others have had to go through. And I have some amazing friends who have supported me every step of the way from all walks of life. Some don't ever want kids. Some are in the mafia like me. Some have suffered through losses before having their rainbow babies. And some have never had any trouble at all. If that many people from that many different backgrounds and circumstances can understand basic human decency and tactfulness in situations like this, I think my family can unstick their heads from their asses for all of five minutes and at least try to understand it. Mm. Preach. Preach, (laughs) girl. So to deal, I unfollowed my family on Facebook. So I don't have updates right in my damn face when I'm not expecting it. I spend my time focusing on my own health, taking care of my fur babies, writing for my endo blog. Oh, she has a oh, blog. She has a blog. She didn't tell us what it was, though. Dana, tell us what that it is. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and coloring my curse word coloring books. I don't know why, but it helps. The hubs and I are also starting the process of moving to another town. We hate it here anyway. There are no jobs other than gas stations and Walmarts. I didn't go into debt for call it for a college degree to work at <laughs> to work with tweens at Baskin Robbins. <laughs> and we're both exhausted with the prospect of awkward family meetings every time we go to Walmart. Mm. Doesn't that happen though? Listen, you know? well, not where I live because well, we don't not have in Walmart. Chicago. But Walmart you probably is a- have. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Walmart is a colorful place. It is. We, okay, so tangent, over Christmas we went to see Peter's family in Kansas, and both times we went to Walmart we ran into some of his family members. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Anyway, so she wants to move. She wants to move. And... She gave up a job that she loves to move back there <laughs> to this armpit of a state for her family. I want to know what state she's in. Mm-hmm. What what armpit state are you in? <laughs> armpit of the state. So it's the armpit no, no, no. of the state that she's in. No, she's saying that the state is an armpit. No, it says I, 
I gave up a job that I loved to move back to this armpit of the state for my family. All right. It's the armpit of the state. as Like, if a state was a body, she's in the armpit. I read it as, like, the whole state is an armpit. Oh, sure. Maybe. I mean, let us know. Is the she's, whole state an armpit, or is it just She's either bashing an entire state, or just a small <laughs> portion of one. Which is it? Which is worse? Probably the whole state. I bet it's Virginia. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just threw it a state. Oh man, I'm not. I just I'm threw not out a random state. I'm sure <laughs> Virginia is very lovely. So she sees see- a new doctor in January, yeah. <laughs> and she's uh, hoping for a good update. And then my favorite was one of my favorite lines she wrote. If not, I'm firing whatever jackass is writing this season of my life because it is not okay for them to just be making shit up this many seasons in. (laughs) Best holiday wishes and love, Dana. (laughs) Thank you, ladies, for all you do. It's like, it's like a TV show. Yeah. I mean. And this is her inner monologue. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's good. Dana, you should. Yeah, you should. Um, she already has a blog. Oh, that's right. You should right. tell us what your blog is. You should is. tell us what your blog is so we can share it with everyone so that they can actually read it and appreciate your writing, not the way that we butcher it. <laughs> yeah, because we murdered it. The last oh, thing I... Go ahead. Sorry, someone updated from a previous episode. They said that their mother or mother-in-law wanted to get them fertility theme <gasps> gifts. Yes. And we were like, what... What are fertility themed gifts? And I said yes. pineapples. And she gave her something with a pineapple on it. A pineapple necklace. Yeah. So you were joking, and that's what actually happened. <laughs> like, oh. No, I I think... said a pineapple something and an Ava bracelet. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, we both yeah. <laughs> that story from I can't remember her name right now. Um we we got more comments about how awful that like the whole infertility themed christmas gifts because her sisters in law sister sisters in law were both pregnant or one had just had a baby or something i don't know so they all got like baby themed gifts and her mo- her mother in law was like let me get you infertility like, we got more people being like don't. please kill me now <laughs> I could imagine that being in a TV show. Totally. That or the other really horrible we're 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 referencing stuff from our ver- from our last episode. Uh all I want for Christmas is to get knocked up. The other horrible one was the one who she'd had miscarriages and they gave her a onesie that she opened up in front of everyone. But they knew. They knew. Yeah. Those that was the two worst part. Were I mean, they were there were some doozies in that one, but the infertility themed gifts from mother in law. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I could just be imagine it having the inner monologued from Dana. Yeah, Dana, can you write that into a screenplay? The when your mother in law gives you an infertility themed gifts, that'd be really funny. I'd watch that. 
So our very last email, and I just threw this one in because I love it as well. <laughs> this is super short and to the point. And it was from Christine. And the subject was number 35, acupuncture, which is the title of Get one it? of our episodes. And all it said was, <laughs> Forrest Gump and That Thing You Do are are two of my all-time favorite movies. I've never seen a Tom Hanks movie I haven't enjoyed. And that was it. That was the whole email, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Christine. <laughs> Wilson! We love the short ones, too. I just love that she emailed with, like, a quick reference from one of the shows. And it was great that she put the the yeah. episode in the subject line so we knew what she was referencing. So if you guys ever, like, if we say something and you're like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 let me, I want to tell Sarah and Kayla, just put the title of the episode in the subject line and be and just send us a one-liner. We're cool with it. We'd love to hear from you. Infertilemafia at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> What, did you just read my out-of-the-box? Yes, I did. I just noticed what you wrote. See, and I wanted to talk about my long hair on my neck, but let's talk about swingers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is out of kind of of out-of-the-box, I guess. Out of the box. Out Out of of the box. The box. This is somewhat infertility. This is infertility related. So in a different Facebook group, I saw someone was like, I don't like pineapples now. And I don't like to associate them with infertility because they're they're a symbol of swingers. What? Oh, no. And I was like, hold up. Oh, no. Oh, no. What does that mean? So I Googled it. And there are urban legends that swingers, if you don't know what a swinger is, it's people who are married and then they have swingers parties or what, I don't know. I'm not a swinger, so I'm not exactly sure. (laughs) I don't know how this works. I'm not sure how it works. I mean, there are parties and people like switch partners. Yeah, you basically like are, you both consent to having sex with other people other than your spouse. Right. But at swingers parties, they put their keys in a bowl and it's like random. Oh. Most of the time. I don't know. So the urban legend is pineapples are a swinger symbol. So swingers will have like a pineapple on their house. Oh no. Oh no. Which we have a pineapple above our front door. <laughs> or they'll have that. That explains that nice couple that showed up the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the list of things. I'm like, oh no, we have that. Oh no. We have that. Like um, Pompeii grass. Have you ever, do you know what yeah, that yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah. If you have Pompeii grass. I'm just house. picturing this couple knocking on your door, and they're like, "So we're my here. dogs are like, rah, 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 rah. yeah, we have Pompeii grass at the like front of our driveway as oh, a welcome no. for the swingers, I guess, and uh, <sighs> like a hot tub 
I guess that's a swinger thing. <laughs> Sarah, are you we, and Peter? Oh, and gnomes. We have a gnome. <laughs> Wait. Okay, now you're just describing things that people have in their yards. <laughs> and purple flowers. We don't have purple flowers, I don't think. But these are all supposedly things that identify swingers. Yes. Or sometimes swingers will be at grocery stores and they'll put a pineapple upside down in their oh cart. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so what that you're saying is, though, we should be real careful with our pineapples and where we stick them. I guess. And pineapples used to, like pineapples on clothing used to be a swinger signal is what the internet says. Well, I don't know. No wonder pineapples are so popular. No wonder couples are so friendly to me. Oh man. Now okay, listen. You just made what's her name that gave her mother in law gave her the pineapple necklace for <laughs> now it's even worse. That is worse. Hey world, I'm a swinger. I'm ready to mingle. Not single. Swinging and mingling. (laughs) What? I said swinging and mingling. Yes. So. Oh, man. Thanks for ruining the pineapple, Sarah. Sorry. I'm still going to eat it. I'm still going to proudly display it. Same here. Do you think there's a larger population of infertile people or swingers? I'm going to go infertile know. people. <laughs> so I think we probably win the pineapple war. I don't know. One in eight. You think more than one in eight couples are swingers? Uh, no. no. I don't know, though. No. no. I feel like it's a different age demographic. Nah. Like... <laughs> Menopausal women. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, man. I think we win. I think your pineapples are safe, guys. Yeah. You (laughs) still use your pineapple, okay? Yeah. Wear it proudly, even if someone thinks it means you're a swinger. (laughs) Who cares? All you have to say is... No, thank you. I'm not interested. Right. I'm not into that. I'm just into getting a baby. That's all I care about. Or you could be like, well, yeah, you on second thought, pregnant? are you fertile? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a thing, too. <sighs> oh, actually, someone <clears throat> contacted us. Do yes. you remember yes. that casting agent? Yes. She contacted us about people who, uh, what was it? They, it was basically like to avoid the cost of buying sperm from a sperm bank, you basically have a mutual agreement with a third party sperm person, (laughs) a man, (laughs) (laughs) to, uh, you know, have sex. So but whether it's a lesbian pregnant. couple or a married couple, you're just all three parties are consenting to this third person basically having sex with whoever's trying to get pregnant to bypass the cost and whatever else, like the whole turkey baster methodology thing. So you just have sex <sighs> instead. And so it's like a more natural way of 
getting a sperm donor. I you mean, know, I was thinking it was only single people, but <laughs> I don't know uh, why I wasn't like I didn't I, go beyond that. That I makes mean, more it, sense. It could be single people too, and that would actually be less awkward, I would think. <laughs> I, I want to see the show. No, well, yeah, I well, yeah, I don't know if it's been made. I don't know. We should look into that. Okay, so join our closed Facebook groups called the infertile mafia and then the infertile mafia bosses and babies for the pregnant infertile follow us on instagram at infertile mafia podcast feel free to send us an email to infertile mafia at gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to hear more talk about eggs and balls and stuff um and we hope you guys have had a wonderful holiday season and if you didn't you survived and it's a new year it's over now it's over now and all things are looking up in 2019 and as always stick with us and thanks for joining the infertile mafia bye